1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hi everyone, thanks for tuning to this episode. Before we get started, I just want to pass on our deepest condolences to the Royal Family following the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Of course, a uh, really, really sad time for the country as a whole who sees the passing of a person who was loved by many and cherished by many. And of course, we all got to pay our respects to Queen Elizabeth um, against Bolton on Tuesday night for everything she's done for this country, and of course, seventy years reigning also, which is incredible feat. So, and whilst it is incredibly sad news, um, we do hope you enjoy this episode and take your mind off it a bit. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, despite how how the Don's playing at the moment, it's a uh, it's good to listen still. So. Hello and welcome back to the MQ1 podcast, your audio hub for everything, Milton Keynes Don's. Well, back back again for another week and back after, well, unfortunately, another defeat and I think they seem to be getting worse and worse, to be honest, but we're here with all three of us once again. So myself, uh, Ross, how you doing, mate?
3: Yeah, all good. I think this 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 episode will be an interesting one. because obviously, I don't think... Um... As three have properly spoke about it together. So it would be interesting to see uh, what you, you, your two thoughts are.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll happily say I darted off soon the second I went in, to be honest. Um, I was I was not impressed and I don't think Joe was either, to be honest, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, it's um, plenty to chew on after last night's performance, uh, that's for sure
2: yeah and it's it's almost hard to know where to start to be honest with you it was I mean we, we came out of Exeter you know I've I, I listened to Manning's interview and I kind of get his points in that the fact that we tried to play more football I guess but I think overall the performance was 10 times worse than Exeter in terms of how he was at home and you, I suppose, the expectation was you expecting a reaction from the boys after that performance, and they had time on a training pitch. You mentioned that episode about how we felt that Manning hadn't able to do his job properly, and the fact that he didn't get on the pitch with the lads actually coaching them. And yeah, I, I just think it was it was very flat, and I'm sure we'll all, we'll all dive into our own reasons why it was it was that way, and there were certain elements that I know you guys have fed back to us, and I've, I've seen everyone else's comments on it all, but I feel like. I feel like it's best if we go around the room and sort of get everyone's thoughts on it. So, Ross, why don't you kick us off, mate?
3: Yeah, so obviously it, it, it was a disappointing night and um, I understand everyone's frustration amongst the fan base with the result and how how we've been playing recently. I think a lot of the time, um, yeah, we, we all want the results, but I think if we had the performance there to, to somewhat a degree in terms of like something to hold on to, um so you know how like in promising teams you you can hold on to the fact that like you're keeping clean sheets or you're, you're you're creating the chances but you haven't got someone to put in the back of the net at the moment. I just feel the whole performance last night it was a really negative one and I think it doesn't help that in the open half an hour we we're one 0 down due to a stonewall penalty, by the way. It's it's a it's a very rash challenge and Yes, it's Dawson DeVoy, and I get he's, he's a young lad and he's going to learn from this. And I think, I think that states how we are at the moment in terms of like the whole team's still learning on the job. And I think, it, with, obviously, without Louis um, starting, I think it was a huge, huge uh, ask for us to get in, anything out of the game in, t- in terms of um, there wasn't really many senior figures on the pitch, obviously, other than Bradley Johnson, then you're relying on Was, who's still relatively young at the moment. So, yeah, it was a, overall a really disappointing night. But as I mentioned, we, it doesn't help that we're conceding cheap goals, and a penalty which, which was a penalty, and then from a set piece. Yet yeah, again, obviously at Exeter, we saw um, how easy it was for them to score from a set piece, and yet again we made it. Yeah, granted it was a it was a cracking header, but if you actually watch replay, Cummins get, gets caught in two lands in terms of he gets caught in no man's land and he's half committed and he doesn't want to go for the ball, but then he backs out late um, last minute. So obviously it's practically an open goal. Um, but it, the thing what worried me the most was, and I know Joe mentioned it last night to me in terms of like defensively, we aren't that bad, but Looking at the highlights, I could think of what two other chances, clear cut chances, where they should have made it three, four nil. And I think if we were getting four nil, if we got battered three, four nil, I think the whole, the whole reaction of, and I know there were boos at full time, and I don't really agree with it in to a certain degree, but um, I think if you're getting pumped three, four nil at home, that the signs are there at the end of the day and I think you mentioned it just briefly um before you passed it on to me Liam in terms of the re- the reaction we haven't got one at the end of the day and that's the worrying part and Manning asked for time on the, on the training pitch normally we do react but we didn't see anything like that last night and yeah it's it's put a really negative feel around the club at the moment with these recent results
2: yeah yeah it's very worrying it's um I say I think I think the boost just came from expectation of what this team we've seen last season. Yes, yes yes, it's not the same team, but more like what this club can produce when it's you know it's at a high level, when it's performing at a high level and we get results pretty much every week and it's a very position to be in. And now we're back down to probably our floor, which is losing games most weeks. Players aren't developing well enough yet and they're gonna take months and months to get to that point where they need to be and um yeah it, it's it's a bit it's a bit shit quite frankly and i think that coming moment you mentioned ross was very similar to nichols at oxford i know we mentioned that a moment a lot but it was exactly the same situation i get though you wrong i think jamie coming is a very good keeper I'm not comparing him to compare it into lee nichols at the time here who of course has gone on to be do great things at huddersfield but yeah it, it was still a moment and i think the team did a to what it was then also in terms of the yeah, we're, we're seeing some flashes of decent performances, but ultimately it's not there right now. And I'm sure later that season, you know, we went on to do pretty well and almost hit that playoff form that we wanted and, um, almost hit the, well, hit mid-table and got, got on to do what we did last season. So yeah, it's, um, it's a really frustrating one, Joe, but you know, it's, it's another result where we've not performed very well at all. No,
0: there's no, <clears throat> no excuse at all. We, um, We had our first shot in the 38th minute, which was a blocked shot from about 30 yards. The last shot we had in the game came in the 51st minute and it was from a set piece and it was a header. We didn't have an open play shot in the box in the game. We had four shots in the entire game and that was a game where we were behind for over an hour. For over an hour. And you've got a question at this point. How much of that is down to tactics? Not even having a shot, not even having a go with over an hour left in the match. And you know, I look at that team, and to me, it's so obvious. We saw it last season, Daniel Harvey, he can do a job at wing back, but he's not a wing back. Oyagoke, oh, okay. he's not a wing back, right? These players, start the season, we looked at it, we knew that we're building a team to play four, two, three, one, or for four and back formation of some sort. We had five wingers and attacking midfielders not in the squad. And what we saw was the midfield and the attack, the 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 back. Yeah, we were passing it around the back nicely, which is what Madden said. And the midfield, yeah, they had a bit of bit of here and there. But then Greg was having to come deep because there's no link between the midfield and the attack. We saw Warren O'Hore and Jack Tucker and Zach Jules played long balls in behind to Will Greg against a six foot six centre back and Ricardo Santos. It wasn't working, um, and I think. You know, that's the third different formation we've played in the season in eight games. We played four at the back and we were playing Lewington, a left back. I understand why that didn't work out. I really do would like to see us go back to the four at the back with Harvey, a proper left back there. You know, and I think it would suit Lawrence or Ayagoke to play in the back four as well. And it also allows us to actually get some of our flair players on the pitch. You know, you look at the lineup last night and... You know, you've got Johnson, Stavoy, and you're basically, you're you you you're asking the the width and your chances to all be created from Harvey and Oyegote. And Harvey was the only one that actually looked like, you know, playing some decent balls in. But half the time, when Harvey got in a decent position to put a ball in, Dennis or but because they're having to come deep all the time and chase after the ball, none, neither of them are in the pitch because they're the ones having to do the chase and they're the ones having to come deep to actually play one-twos. So they can't actually be in be in the um, in the box. And you look, we matched Bolton up. That I'm pretty sure that's why he went for that formation. We matched Bolton up exactly. But Idale and Bradley, their wing backs, God, goodness me, they could play as midfielders. They're so proficient. And then you've got Jones and Johnston, the wide centre backs, who are overlapping with them. You know, we just didn't have that. We were basically relying on Oigoke and Harvey to run up, run up the pitch and create stuff on their own, which just wasn't going to happen. We had Dawson DeVoy, who's arguably one of our most creative midfielders, playing as the deepest midfielder. I, 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 you know, by no means is is the whole start of the season Manning's fault, but I think last night he got it wrong. And I think last night it was, I just didn't really understand the team selection. Um, And we obviously will talk about the state of play in terms of just in general, but in terms of the actual goals conceded, you know, one of them was a penalty. Manning can't do anything about that. That's not Manning's fault. And set piece goal, yeah, not great at all. This season, we've conceded six goals from penalties or set pieces. Six of our 10 goals conceded have been from penalties or set pieces. Last season, we were one of the best teams in the league for defending set pieces. So I don't buy that it's Manning who can't coach a team to defend set pieces. I just genuinely think some of the application of the players just, it's just, you know, turning off at crucial moments. It's being naive. You know, we mentioned about Dennis. Got in some some awesome positions, but you know that, that final bit just isn't there, and that's not not any fault of his own. He's been thrown in. He probably wasn't expecting to be starting this many games. But I just think it's a combination of things at the moment, and I don't think there's any one thing that you can point out and say that is absolutely awful. This has got to change. But I think there's quite a few little things and tweaks which, you know, it, it, we we clearly do have good players. We've seen it at Watford. We saw it at home to Sheffield Wednesday. We saw it away to Mork. But I felt last night was an error on Manning's part. And hopefully we can put that to put that to bed and move on from it in the coming weeks.
2: Yeah, I, I never thought we'd see um Olly Oko play as a wing-back again after some of his performances. And the, I think the fact that he got a game out there was absolutely outrageous, to be honest. Uh, I don't know why... Or maybe it's maybe it's just the coach team trying things which is again a never silly thing to do in some senses but yeah he's he's not holding back he I think I don't know how you can go from watching him at Watford as centre back and then I think he played right back for he's kind of played right back there I think in Watford also really in some senses and see how well he played and then go to this game and you know you clearly have Lawrence there who Okay, maybe he needs minutes to rest in some sense, but you've had a little rest anyway on the training pitch, so I don't get that point either, despite them playing a behind-closed-door game on the Saturday. But I'd start Lawrence got okay 90% of the time.
0: Liam, do you even think, in our team, so you've got Tanai, Lawrence, um, Harvey, and Oy- Oyugoke, is a single one of them a wing-back? Or would each one of them be better suited in a back four?
2: I... Everyone apart from Lawrence was suited back for better, yeah.
0: So, to me, that tells me that, mm. and considering all pre-season we were playing four at the back, and at the start of the season we were playing four at the back, to me that tells me that, you know, this, if, if we wanted wing-backs, we would have got, gone out and got wing-backs. You look at last season, who did we sign in the uh, loan window? We signed Kessler Hayden, who's really attacking, forward-minded, yeah, yeah. fullback. back we, we signed that profile of player. Whereas we didn't this season. And we signed wingers. We had five wingers in the and attacking midfielders on the bench or not even in the squad. Kemp and Holland weren't even in the squad. And, you know, what the main... And as I said, I don't... In open play, we're not conceding loads and loads of chances. Like, the general structure of the team is OK. But in terms of creating chances, bloody hell, we've been... I think only Morecambe are worse than us. And I haven't even checked. Morecambe might be better than us at this point. But, you know, we are, it's, it's, it's clear there's one big problem and that is creating chances. And when we've got five attacking midfielders and wingers not even started, that's when I'm just like, you know, you're relying on two defenders to create your chances.
2: That's yeah, um, what I just,
0: I struggle with.
2: Just to back you up, Joe, yeah, we are officially the worst team in the league now from open play in terms of XG created. <laughs> so more, more coming creative, out More chances us. than us, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. But the thing is, in terms of actual open play XG against, we're probably what? I know it's probably mid-table, lower mid-table.
2: One sec. I will double-check. Yeah, we're like 15th, 16th.
0: Yeah, lower mid-tables, which obviously is not good by any means. But a lot of it will be when we're pushing and, you know, we're leaving space in behind. But, yeah, we've we've got, as I said on the last podcast, we've got 14 players that are midfielders and attackers and we're playing formations where you can only play five of those 14 players yet you're playing five of your eight defensive players to me that's an unbalanced squad that wasn't built to play this formation
2: yeah I mean Ross what, what are your uh, what are your thoughts go back to the fullback obviously it's uh, it's a system that you know Joe, Joe feels that he's probably right in the sense that we did recruit for whether the C team wants to admit that or not um, what are your thoughts on that one
3: I think you can look at it from both ways in terms of I think um, Manning was slightly forced into changing the formation in terms of the results. I think obviously um, we 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 just weren't getting the results, and he knew he knew changing to five back yeah, obviously allowed us to have that um, width on the pitch a bit more. Um, but I think the reason why he did change that four back wasn't it due to like possession of the football he wanted he wanted to. Re- Retain more of the football in in games, so you could dictate it a bit more with a five at the back. So, um, in terms of obviously Joe's Joe's mention, I, I, I do I do believe or I do see Watson as a wing back. I, I think I I do believe he's better as a wing back um, if he's got that link up play with obviously with the front three. Um, but it's it's a bit of a strange one because it it feels like we're going back on ourselves and we. we if, if we go back to the four, four at the back and it doesn't work, what do we do then? Do we, do we blame that the players? I think it's, as, as you guys just mentioned, it's a collection of things at the moment. And I think everyone's trying to point fingers at certain people and it's, it's just not working at the moment. And I think it all comes down to players taking responsibility. I think for formations, you can speak about formations and this and that, but not having a shot on target at home is a joke. If you want my complete honest opinion, I think especially when you're chasing the game, yeah, um, yeah. We, exactly. That's what I'm about to come onto. We, we we ask for a reaction when we're one nil down, and we don't get it. We're pumping long, and it's. I think that's what frustrates me the most is the fact that I'll pay money each each week, and I know you boys, you come come along home in a way, and we don't mind losing football games, but it's how we lose in football games. What what annoys me the most? Exeter and Bolton were. I think two performances. I haven't I haven't seen Don's play that bad in for for years. It's bit it it has been crap, and I'm not trying. I'm not going to paper over it, and I'll, I'll say how it is. And if if you if anyone approached me, I'd I'd say that. And I just feel um, yeah, it's it's down to the players now. And man, I think Manning. We we know how much work his team do on and off the pitch, and. And the players do speak highly of them as well, so it's not a case of management for me. I th- I think the players they need to stand up and be counted, and I think they need to express their qualities on the pitch. And when players do get the chance, and fair play for Jules last night, obviously he took. I I think he personally took the chance well, um, and he imp- he probably was the standout on the pitch of not many. Um, and I think yeah, players just need to be stand up and be counted, and um, then results will follow.
2: Yeah, I, I think one of the the leading the leading points that the majority of the fan base had, and I can reel off so many names to mention this, but we here all day, in the fact that what you said, Ross, and the fact that the, the players just didn't seem to show, in the in most fans' opinions, any any passion or quote unquote commitment to get their result. And the stats would, you know, highlight that in the fact that they didn't have a shot on target. And what we actually watched with our own two eyes wasn't exactly a, a fantastic performance. I mean, now we're, we're not, we're not, we're not going to say that the players aren't committed because a we don't know them like that, and b we're not with them every single day. But Joe, what we're seeing on the pitch right now is not exactly a possession with purpose style football, is it? And it's it's quite damaging to watch in some senses.
0: No, no, I agree. And like I said yesterday, I think I don't think Manin necessarily got this selection right, but I don't think it was necessary. I don't like think it was his fault that we lost. If that makes sense, because you know he, he we did have moments, but like you said, second half we had a few counter attacks, and if the right balls played, you know we're in and it's a big chance. And it was just sloppy. It was just like you know people not seizing their chances. I mean Dennis. And, I, I, and I'm really not digging him out because Dennis, honestly, that bloke, he spends half the game picking his arse up off the ground because he's being dragged down all the time and pulled from pillar to post. And he puts a shift in, so I'm not criticising him one bit. But, you know, he, he's, he's so raw. And some of the stuff I look at and I'm like, bloody hell, that is unreal. And then some of the stuff, it's just that, that final action where I think um, uh, Liam Mallon said he wants them to, like, kill the action or, like, finish the action. And so much of what we did yesterday was we, would get, we were doing stuff that was half okay, but we just didn't convert any good play into meaningful chances. Because there was a moment, I think, in the first half where, like, we had a ball. Um, it was um, on the byline. It got cut back, and then we were just passing it around the box. And it's like should someone have a shot? We're like in their box. Let's let's have a shot. Um, but, I mean, yeah, to say they're not committed, I completely get it. And I think it's... I think with these young players as well, you know, it is quite hard because sometimes when that first goal goes in, you know, the heads can drop physically as much as anything, you know? And I think it is hard um, for them, especially, you know, now it's not under-23s football. It's, you're playing for people's livelihoods. You're playing, you know, it's, it's real. Um, I think it's harsh to... Just, Say that people don't care because I think they do. Because at the end of the day, you know, they're, it's, it's, it, they're in it as much as we are. If, they, if they're not performing well, you know, are they going to get that next contract? Are they going to um, be getting that next move? Are they going to be released from here if, if it doesn't go well at the end of the year? That sort of thing. They're playing for their livelihoods. So I don't buy that a player's not given 100%. But I just think that it needs to be, I just think it's just not, we're just not all there at the moment. And We've seen flashes of some players and, you know, Dawson DeVoy, we've we, we raved about him. Bloody hell, what? what a, It was just a brain fart, wasn't it? And that weren't because he was getting lazy and he weren't committed. It's probably because he was too committed and he was trying too hard to turn things around. And then, and um, it's just, it's one of them where there was just so, there's so many, many different reasons. And, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to come onto this one again, Liam, but I mean, recruitment, people go on about recruitment. But for me, again, I think these are half decent players. I, I don't think, you know, we're not the best team in the league, but we, we know what these players can be capable of.
2: No, let's chat recruitment because we, ha- we had a question come in about, um, where is this kind of person? It was Johnny who asked about, um, is the January transfer there any hope? And I mean, the clear i I personally the clear answer is, probably not um listen we've got what's it like way over two months of football maybe three months of football before we journey transfer window even comes into play and if we're playing the same way we are in three months I, I do fear for people's jobs quite frankly um there's I'll be very very surprised if some people are in jobs come end of December if we are where we are and we're still playing where we are by that point I don't think we will but that's just how football, football, how football works and There'll be there'll be people who we put on people scapegoat for certain things, and that's how football is. Um, the January window is fantastic for getting loan players in. It, you you'll be, you'll do very very well to find a permanent signing who's going to revolutionise your team uh, in January. And don't forget that we've we've got Mo and tonight still to come back, and they'll feel like two Josh Mcetcrin and of course Josh has just come back also, who's on the bench on Tuesday night, which is great to see. So yeah, so three slash two players are going to come back to kind of come back soon or by by january who will feel like that some new signings and i don't know how anyone listens to the fans for him i've listened to it in part and i think um well i know some people maybe sort of theorize this but i do think the club are, are hoping that moment and i come back and bring a lot of structure to the team uh they were part of the team last season of course did so well almost got us promoted and they're, well obviously we can't say anything like that but they're, hopefully they're the ones to play fucking well quite frankly, play decent football for us and get us to where we want to be and not in the relegation zone mid, mid-September mid and having this conversation right now um, so yeah, that, that's my thoughts on January Ross, I don't know if you had any any thoughts on that at all
3: I think the the recruitment team this in Manning and everyone talked about having obviously a better squad but if we're relying heavily, dependent on Mo, Tanai, Josh McKechnie, and I know they're big, they they are big players, and I know they are, but that defeats the object of having the depth in the team. If if we know we we've got to rely on them to produce, as you say the structure of the team, and yes, they will bring that. I don't disagree with you in the in the sense there, but we if we're heavily reliant on them, we'll, that shows we haven't got a lot of faith in what what we've got left behind or aside them three players and that's really worrying in my eyes because of I thought it went with Mo being out I I really thought someone was going to step up and like take this opportunity and it seems like no one's really really said no this is my spot and it's a bit worrying because of Mo's going to go through the season where he's going to come back and he's he's not going to be in tip-top shape he's going to take games to get back get get back to his usual self and we know what a, a, a clinical finisher he is and I just fit, I just worry about the competition um which he, he, he will have up top yeah we, we know what Griggs about it but he's not a first choice striker in my eyes I don't you, you shouldn't be relying 10 to 15 goals a season with Grig. um and then obviously you have got the loans I've, you talked about the recruitment I think that's where we've we've gone wrong this summer and I know it's a bit early to call and this and that, but if you look at the loan 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 business last year, in terms of obviously Coventry, uh, Kesler Hayden and all, all these good players, they were key players in in a, the promotion run, if you want to call it that. If we look at this this year, well, you aside from coming, you you name a player who's who stood out, who's a loan. Barry hasn't. Lawrence hasn't. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't believe that the loans have worked at all. And it's a bit worrying. And obviously you mentioned about obviously players. We didn't even see Kemp on the bench last night. Holland wasn't on the bench and it's worrying because of man. Well, I don't believe they're injured. I really don't not after a week off and they can't say that, that they're tired because of that week's rest. It's rest. And that's yeah. Granted Louis was a tactical change and, to, to somewhat a degree it did work I just feel yeah I do I do agree with you in terms of the recruitment it's it's not as strong as it was um like as last year but it, I, I think it's probably a bit harsh for me to judge it right now because of what what we're only a couple of games in the season but the results are showing that obviously it's not there
2: yeah, and I think I think those two loans you mentioned in Coventry and Kester Hayden, they were both January ones, right? I believe that's correct. Yes,
3: yeah. yes, they were. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying loans are the answer and everything like that, but, uh, but ah, yeah,
3: utilising, isn't
2: it? Yeah, exactly, and and I think we'll see we'll see a, an overhaul in those loans. Quite frankly, I, I I'm very surprised if we see um a few of those players in the club come January the second. Um, I just, as as Ross said, you know, some of them haven't set up so far and hopefully they do. And hopefully we see some great performances from them. But as of now, I'll be surprised, to say the least. Um I mean,
0: uh, just on that, I think Louis Louis Barry, I feel sorry for him because the, oh, games yeah, he has, the games he started, he's been covering for Dean Lewington at left back. So the amount of defensive work he's had to do, I've seen him. I've seen it when he gets, when he was getting the ball, he was bloody knackered because he's been running back every five, five minutes. Um, sprinting back. Oh yeah, okay. I think we've established he is not was not brought in to play wing back. Um and then yeah, Lawrence Lawrence, I think you know, we we've seen him flashes, really. I I've, I've yeah, he'll quite say, impressed he'll say. at times. Um come in, we we know what we're gonna get with him. And um who's the other one?
2: uh so it's, it's only four coyote coyote
0: well it's like certainly days is an episode oh, of course yeah
2: no but days. him well i said last episode him and barry are I, I generally think we'll do quite well together but mm. it's getting them game time getting them on the pitch and actually playing them instead of just sitting them on the reserves they were nothing quite frankly it's uh yeah it's um it's an interesting one that we've I kind of said that manning well we, we felt got wrong last night um let us chat midfield. It's, it's, um, again, it's an, another another massive topic from last night in the fact that no one seems to, or, or in the fans opinion, no one no one seems to take control of it. Um of course the variety of formations have seen different combinations of midfielders. And I think I think for the most part we've, we've not really seen an, enough yet from any pair. I suppose the most have seen from one pair is is Johnson and Devoy. Um and again they played last night and it, it was tough for them but, and, and I don't think it helped with Matt Smith playing on the side of them but not, not that's Matt Smith's fault at all. Um, what What are our thoughts on this? Obviously no one's really grabbed the midfield by, by, the, by their grasp as, as such. I think the players are there to do it personally but what are your guys' thoughts on it?
0: I think in midfield a lot of it's about partnerships. Um, I think we saw last season that it was robson and o'reilly right at the start wasn't it and they really got a great partnership and then we had McEachran and coventry in the second half of the season for me McEachran's the key he can he's he's really proficient with the ball going forward and i, I think um it's oh, there's a tur- there's a without boring people there's this like german statistical like sort of um sort of um like phenomenon called packing and basically what it is, is the amount of players, when you pass the ball, how many opposition players do you play through, essentially? So if you play it from like the goalkeeper right to the striker and the striker controls it, you're bypassing like the whole team. And one thing with Josh McEachern is he passes the ball forward and he's quite risky with his ball, ball, balls forward. And so I think that we've lacked that sort of thing because Johnson, we know he loves a Hollywood ball. Uh, to, and I think sometimes Devois has just been a bit more safe. But I think with is he really can pass it with conviction forward and accurately. And it's almost, you know, that sort of thing, it's almost what Darren Potter used to do. You know, he can slow the tempo, but then actually when you need to go on the attack and up the tempo, he can do that. So, um, yeah, I think McEachran is key. Who partners him? I don't know. I think maybe Robson, I'd say, is probably the most physical out of the guys. And can get around the pitch the most. I'd say DeVoy's probably the most similar to McEachran. Um but I'd say Johnson, you know, he's probably got the sweetest foot of them all. But whether or not he can... The physicality, potentially, or the decision-making, you know, who knows? So, I think that second spot is up for grabs for me.
2: Where is Ethan Robson, by the way? I know I know some performances he hasn't been the most impressive this season, but let's, let's be honest, none of them really have, uh, so far. And I mean, I, Smith I...
0: was good in the first two games, and then, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just like... Uh... Yeah, I just haven't got a, 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 I suppose a more balanced squad and a bigger squad this year. But at the moment, I just feel like a player like Ethan Robson should be getting into the 18-man squad, Ross. I don't know what you feel about that.
3: A hundred percent. I don't see how. And I know, obviously, since um, he he obviously went back in January, I believe, he, he didn't play for Blackpool. So it was it, he didn't get games. So fair enough, uh, obviously, him not hitting the ground running. But as you say, not to make even the subs. I think that's a joke in itself. I think um, the way we saw Ethan Robson last year, um, obviously, just looking at that Pompey game game at home where he scored and the the work rate of a lad, I just think you can't dismiss that in terms of what we need in this team. Yeah, we talk about the midfield being missing and obviously um, Bradley Johnson, I just think he's struggling. I think he's struggling with the home. The whole responsibility in that midfield, he—I don't believe Bradley Johnson um, can do like a box-to-box like Sumi used to do, in terms of grabbing the game by the scruff of his neck and dictating it. I just—I just don't see Bradley Johnson as that t- type of player. He's—he's a—he's a calm. He's a very much of a calm individual, and um, but he's not someone who who's to dictate the game. He keeps things flowing, but. I know, obviously, that sounds quite similar in itself, but if we compare, like when Serban was here under Russ, um, yeah, he didn't have the legs, but he was so intelligent with the ball, and he knew when to slow it down, he knew when to speed up, speed it up, or just get the intensity up slightly because the other team, the opposition, are a bit um, passive in what they're doing, and I just feel like we haven't got that player in the squad at the moment, and. As you say, Ethan Robson, you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's that type of player, but also what I don't want us to do, and we, we literally mentioned it last night in the car, me and Joe, um, in terms of Josh McEchron, The worst thing we can do is rush the, rush the kid back and he gets injured even... He's a savior, longer. Ross, what are you
2: talking about?
3: <laughs> and it, you, you know it's going to happen. And I think that's the worst, worst part of this. We know what quality Josh McEchron holds and we, the thing is... We need, I think, at the moment, we need him that much. We 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 just can't rush him into into the, these sorts of things. So I think I think it will be weeks before we see him actually properly starting and playing the full ninety. But in terms of sixty minutes, well, that's managed decision. But I just feel like we're going to rush into this too quick, and uh, it's going to bite us on the ass.
2: Well, I mean, there's well, in some senses, it's lucky. There's a strong chance that. um lincoln away is probably called off hasn't yet uh, as, as we're recording this but with, with matty smith getting called up to wales and the likelihood of uh, some of the young irish lads going off the end of 21 side um that would fit the the quota to cancel the game uh, if they wanted to or postpone it sorry i should say so I, i'd say they probably take the opportunity with uh open arms at the moment with the team needing to get onto that Well, we say the training pitch just needing to Play better, quite frankly. Needing more time with the coach and stuff, I think it's getting it all together. And uh, yeah, just, just to round off that performance uh, against Bolton, um, <laughs> John Taylor described it as the worst performance he's seen in in uh, in 27 years. So that, that that's a nice way to uh, to end that segment before we head off to Oxford away. Um, we, a, we slam
0: that door firmly.
2: Shut. Yes, yeah. Let, let's just, let's just <laughs> leave that behind us for now.
0: Um,
2: Oxford away is an interesting one, and I'm sure Joe's got lots to talk about it on, but a gaffer we all know well, a team we know well, Um, Bad memories from last season, of course, going there. But, you know, hopefully it's uh, it's different from last time. And um, yeah, Joe, take us away.
0: Yeah, so um, Oxford United coming up and it is a very interesting game because Oxford, like us, have really had a start that I think they would, um, you know, they really are quite, um, it's not the start they would have expected nor wanted, of course. Um, They are currently in at 15th place in the league um having won three games drawn one and lost four so uh, they've they've we've what we've lost one more than them and they've won more one more than us um and similar to us that defensively they're pretty much okay um in terms of um expected goals against they're actually one of the best teams in the league which is <laughs> quite mental really um so you know we conceded three uh, five uh, five two goals um Against in the league, which is the one, two three four, five six, seven eight nine tenth best in the league and Oxford is the best in the league in only conceded 3.1 goals um, 3.1 Xg from open play, which is um, yeah quite impressive. Uh, in terms of going forward though, that's when we're both awful. <laughs> um, they uh, have got a total of 3.91 Xg in open play for, and they've only scored three goals from open play all season. Um, and us, we've scored six goals from a three point two three xg, and so you know I think that just almost shows where both teams are, and the fact that quite a few new things going on with both teams, but you know there's a solid structure there, and they're not, we're not, you know the both both teams aren't being tanked as such, you know that that what it is is they're just not really being able to grind out consistent results at the moment. And you look and think of Oxford, one thing in Oxford's past is you'd say about them they're free scoring. they'll win a game four, three, they'll win five, two. they you know this is the Oxford we kind of know and well not love, but we knew. Um, uh, but it, this season it really does seem that it that's completely the opposite. um they've actually switched to a back three but they don't really have the personnel for it. It's similar to ourselves. They've been playing Steve Seddon, who is an okay left back, but, you you know, from um, by all accounts, you know, he's not exactly a, a, a um, you know, a bombing left back who's, you know, really, um, you know, potent, if you want. And then James Henry, who we know is a good player, but he's been playing right wing back. And, well, one thing to mention is, you know, the the real injuries uh, crisis that Oxford have got. I think they've got six or seven players out injured. Um, and so they're playing like Kieran Brown at the left centre-back, who's pretty much, I think, a left-back. Um, uh, Long, who's a full-back, he's probably been playing right centre-back. Um, but, I mean, with Oxford, I think the the real talent does lie in their midfield. In, in the engine room, you've got Brannigan, Lewis baiton from Chelsea, Marcus McGuane, previously, I think, Arsenal, maybe even Barcelona. So um, a, a team that has good players, but similar to ourselves, it really just has not clicked so far this season. Um, so I guess it's just a battle of, well, I mean, it's got nil nil written all over it really, hasn't it?
2: Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll find out the answer to that very soon for, um, for our score pitches for this one. Um, yeah, as we know, Van Oxford side, it's a team that loves to just keep possession of the ball for the majority of the time and create chances for open play. As opposed to anywhere else, but Ross, is there any players outside of the injured sort of bunch, Oxford, that caught your eye? Uh,
3: it's it's the usual Cameron Brannigan. Uh, if you switch off with that lad, he's going to punish her. And I think obviously, um, obviously, our last out in that. Obviously, Oxford, it, Ox, Oxford don't have to play pretty to win. That, that's that's the end of the story in terms of like they can play bad and win games and obviously it's not going, it's not going um, with them at the moment, but it's the same as us. They've, they've got quality, which can hurt us. And I just feel they've got some experienced heads in there also in, t- in terms of James Henry. It's a perfect player and um, who will, who will, um, they got obviously Cole Joseph, the young lad up top who will kick other players into gear. And I just feel, especially with our record at Oxford, I- I'm not confident going into the game. Um, but obviously that I think the confidence is probably from recent results of ours. Um, but obviously we've got to be switched on and I know um the last time we played Oxford, they're quite a physical team as well. And I'm not sure what's what's the stance with Matty Taylor, but if, if he's anywhere near the starting eleven, I'm gonna hate it. Come the 90th. Didn't, didn't start midweek.
2: Yeah, it and play, play, play Carl home. Joseph uh, mostly.
3: If, if, on if the he does either. start, if he does start, it will definitely get under my skin and um, ruffle a few feathers. That's all I can say.
2: <laughs> yeah, Matty Taylor last played uh, in the EFL Trophy. They've been going with a combination of um, Carl Joseph uh, with, alongside, like Billy Bowden um, or a young lad, I think, in the cup. So yeah, it's, Bowden it's...
3: scored against us in the one 0 didn't he?
2: Uh, oh, me. Than me. Yes, sure was. he was.
3: He was the one that came on. Yeah, he got... yeah. I called. I called it and
2: we're in the That five is minutes. honestly
0: <laughs> Oxford away is my idea of a living hell. I'd even say it's, it rivals Stevenage away in terms of the worst away game.
2: Yeah, the, that Oh by, yeah, we
3: me and Joe. We me and Joe put the title of it's the worst away day in the AFL. <laughs> no, well, <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> like, I have though <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, they're, they're both they're both pretty dreadful, to be fair. So I, I think uh... You've got to
3: walk about five miles for a pub. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear! Right then, boys. Um, we're not going to bother with lineup predictions because, quite frankly, right now there, there there really is no point. No, no one um, apart from maybe a few players is actually playing. Do the formation
0: right predictions?
2: Yeah, we can do. What, what do you reckon, Joe? I
0: would like to see. I, I, no matter what the formation, I just want to see some wingers or link players on the pitch because our full-backs are not good enough to play as are not attacking enough to play as wingbacks, not 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 good enough. But you know, I don't want to have to rely on Daniel Harvey and Henry Lawrence or Oyegoke for our creativity. I want a Burns. I want a Conor Grant. I want a dare I say it, Nathan Holland, Dan Kemp. I want you know I want some of these attacking players on the pitch. Lou Barry, you know we've seen. Louis Barry, we've seen some real flashes from him. And I think, you know, if he's playing in a team where he's not having to, he, he's not having to not babysit Lewington because that, that's harsh, but, uh, you know, constantly come back and, you know, defend as much as he's had to, you know, and he he's given a little bit of freedom to stay higher up. And then when he gets the ball, you know, really make it count. So I just want to see some attacking players and wingers on the pitch to you know to add a bit of excitement, help create some chances because that's been our biggest downfall this season.
2: Any ideas, Ross?
3: I think he was sticking with five at the back, but I think, um, I think even if it's a
0: three, four, three, Coyote, like we did at the I, end of the season, I think he
3: put Coyote up top, um, as a target man. I think he, he, he that's what um Greg was trying to try and well. That's what they're trying to make him out to be on obviously, Tuesday. Bless him. A Target man, but yeah. I forgot he was Hardy. six foot four. Again, that's what I mean. Again, I forgot Will Grigg foot... was six foot four in his absence. <laughs> he he must have grown. It, it might work a bit better, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that we should be punting long because of. I'm, I'm sorry if we're punting long. I'm I'm leaving early. <laughs> I, no, you're not. You might left for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, we're leaving early. Um, no, um, but yeah, I just want to get, get back to our old ways and play some exciting football. And as I said, as I said earlier, it's more about the performance for me. It's, I want to see plenty of shots on target, whether they're outside the box or whether they're inside the box. Um, and I just want to see us get into some dangerous positions and uh, let's hope we can have a positive uh, Saturday afternoon.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say three, four, 3 Um, I think it'll be Burns, Barry, and Cody. Um, oh, I hope so. Um, whether it should be that, who knows? But it's all team go for it. Um, I, I'm just it's, right now. It's it's a it's a real it's a real chore watching the team, and that and that shouldn't be the case. Uh, I feel that you know we speak to a lot of younger lads who watch dons, and it it's more of a just going out for drinks and the social at the moment than it is watching the football and. Obviously, going from, that, going from what we had last season to this season is, is two pretty different worlds. So, if we can get back to a bit more of a balance, that would be fantastic. Um, but I suppose if not, then we'll have, we'll have beers at least. That wouldn't be too bad. But, um, gents, before we we'll sign off for the evening, let's, uh, let's get some score predictions if we, if we must. Um, Ross, what do you reckon for this game?
3: Yeah, I think there'll be one goal separating it. It's going to be pretty late on and uh, it'll even be oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> yes unfortunately oh, it's going to be that territory <laughs> um, no yeah I do, I do feel like it's, both teams won't want to lose this game but I think if you offered a point for both teams I think uh, both teams would take it so um, I think it'd be a pretty cagey game um, and um, yeah I think it'll, it'll be a goal separated between the two teams but I'll allege it dons
2: boy you're a brave man um, yes, I am. I, I, I'm not <laughs> as brave as you. <laughs> I'm going one on Oxford. Um, yeah, I, I just feel their their greatest strength is our biggest weakness at the moment, and that's the midfield. Um, and yeah, they're going to... Unfortunately, that usually wins football matches, the midfield, um, as great as your attacking defence can be. Um, and yeah, their talent in the midfield, as I've as mentioned throughout our, this little mini preview, is a bit of a joke, to be honest. So I do think that's where this game is won. And... Yeah, I mean both teams aren't great in the moment, but I think they got a bit more quality at the moment. So I think they take this one. Um, Joe, what about yourself?
0: Um, just a precursor, Ross mentioned about how both teams need win. I um I'm not going to look at the table and I do not care where we are until January. Okay. Because right. Morecambe were like bottom of the table until like March, and then they won four games in a row and all of a sudden they're out of it. Okay. So I'm just not having it. All right. I just want to make that very clear. Um Uh, anyone who moans because we're in the relegations unless performances I'll moan if performances aren't good and we're in the relegation zone but if we're actually starting to play well but we're still down there then you know then I won't mind too much Um, but anyway I'm going for my traditional not not that confident but I can't predict us to lose on all away from home
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, your two boys' results uh, are the case because that'll be a, a pretty good weekend, I think, for our majority of people that are going to Oxford. Um, of course, it was a bit, well, not up in the air, but I suppose some people were a bit concerned, it was actually going to go ahead, obviously, with uh, the passing of actually the Queen, Elizabeth II. Um, but it is. And hopefully, everyone has a good time in Oxford. As I say, enjoy the uh, four mile journey from the pubs to the stadium. And uh, until then, come on, you dons.